listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, Good morning, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving season. We're kind of still in that season, but we're moving toward another season, a season around our church we call Advent. A couple of things right up front I wanted to let you know. Uh, Our lead pastor, uh, Robbie Waddell, is out today. He's officiating at a memorial service. So we miss Robbie today, but understandably he's involved in that with the family, and uh, he'll be with us next week. Also, today is kind of a different service. Uh, The Hanging of the Green service is kind of an annual tradition at Oasis. And it's a service where we invite all the families, children, moms, dads, everyone in our church to be together here in the auditorium. Uh, That means that the kids are with us today, so we welcome them from Upstreet. Also, if you have little ones, uh, infants and uh, little ones that you want to comfort, we normally have a comfort room in the back uh, of the auditorium. Today, we're having an issue with the AC. Uh, So if it's a little warm in there for you, moms and dads, uh, you are welcome to take your little one out into the lobby. We do have an audio feed of the service, so you can still hear what's going on, and you can comfort them there in the AC, okay? Uh, This morning, I welcome you. Glad you're with us. Almost 2,000 years ago, the story goes, a clutch of sleepy shepherds were watching over their sheep on a star-brightened hillside in Palestine. It was a still, uneventful night, And suddenly the darkness was filled with a strange light. The stillness was broken by angel voices singing glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill to all. So begins Christmas, the most beautiful and meaningful celebration on the Christian calendar. Christmas actually begins with Advent, a season which begins actually next Sunday, both Advent going toward the birth of Christ, and Christmas have a long history. And these seasons and their customs have developed through many centuries and many different countries. Old customs and observances are refined, they're renewed, replaced, and new ones are added. Some of the customs have pagan origins, but have been redeemed or converted by redefining their meanings. What is significant for us is not what they may once have meant, but rather what they mean for us today. They remind us of all of God's goodness, all God's truth, and all beauty, which of course is God's beauty. This morning, our church building will begin to wear its Christmas apparel. For the first time, our Christmas tree stands in the auditorium. And this day, for the first time, its lights will shine. As we prepare for the birth of Christ by preparing the sanctuary, we kind of make ourselves ready in the sanctuary of our own hearts. We are mindful, although it is not Christmas yet, it will be here very soon. So as we decorate the church, not only will we explain the history of the symbols of these special seasons, but we will also rededicate these symbols, and ourselves to the service of God. Let's celebrate.
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Good morning, Oasis. Have you ever wondered why we talk about the hanging of the greens, or why an evergreen is called an evergreen, and why Christmas greens are traditionally used to emphasize the nativity? Green represents renewal, new life, freshness, and rebirth. Plants such as pine, fir, holly, ivy, and mistletoe are called evergreens because they do not die. Through the seasons of the year, they remain evergreen, ever alive. It is no wonder that we decorate our auditorium and homes with evergreens during this Advent season. Advent is a season of preparation for the ever-coming Christ, God's gift to us of renewal and transformation. Because the needles of the pine and fir trees appear not to die each season, the ancients saw them as signs of things that last forever. Isaiah tells us that there will be no end to the reign of the Messiah. Therefore, we hang wreaths of evergreen shaped in a circle, which in itself has no end, to signify that the kingdom of God, to which Christ so eloquently testified, is also without end, and is realized wherever truth, justice, and peace prevail. As we hang these evergreens, listen to the lyrics of the old song, O Christmas Tree, and maybe for the first time, hear how it reflects God's unchanging nature. As you see Christmas trees and wreaths throughout this season, May they be reminders of God's faithfulness. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging, not only green when summer's here, but also when tis cold and drear. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee, Thou biddest us true and faithful be, and trust in God unchangingly. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee. Well, we've been talk we're going to be talking about a lot of symbols today in the service. Yes, and uh, one of the popular items is, as Riley said, the candy cane. And... Uh, the candy cane actually has a special meaning. Did y'all know that candy can have a special meaning? Yeah. Yeah. One meaning is that it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, since you already said that, we'll go ahead and start that. So just so you know, one of the legends of the candy cane, it's a popular one, is that a candy cane, a candy maker from Indiana wanted to create a candy that would help us remember the story of Jesus. So, yeah, this is right for y'all. So, if you turn the candy cane upside down, what letter does it look like? J. Yes. And who in the Bible has a name that starts with J? Yeah, and he was born around Christmas time. Actually, that's when we celebrate is the 25th of, Chris, of December. So, that's one way we can remember Jesus by eating a candy cane. If you turn it this way, though, 
it looks like a staff. And who, were the, who was the first group of people that the angels told about Jesus' birth? Yep, awesome. You guys are on fire today. Yeah, so, and then when we look at that, we also have the red color, the red stripe, which we like to say reminds us of God's love. Because, like, around Valentine's Day, we give a lot of Valentine's hearts and stuff like that. And what color is that? Yeah, awesome. And then the last color we have is white. And that symbolizes symbolism. Symbolism. Uh, that symbolizes uh, that God came, sent his son, so that we could be clean and our sins be washed away. Yes. And so that's where the white comes from. All right? So this year, when y'all eat candy canes, remember that God made a sacrifice and sent his son so that we could have eternal life. All right? For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. the ornaments we hang on the Christmas tree have represented many things. One of the first was that they represented the fruit from the tree of which Adam and Eve ate to remind us of our need for a savior. This morning we are going <laughs> this morning we are going to have them represent who Jesus has been to you this year. There are many things you could say. He could be your counselor, your father, your mighty God, your peace, your provider, your comforter. Take a minute to think about who he has been to you. When you have one, you are welcome to come up the side of the stairs and remember who Christ has been to you this year. S simply finish the single sentence. This year, Jesus has been my like. This year, Jesus has been my center. This year, Jesus has been my comforter. This year, Jesus has been my wonderful counselor. This year, Jesus has been my food. This year, God has been my heal watch. This year, Jesus has been my healer. Jesus is, Jesus is my help. This year, Jesus has been my comforter. This year, Jesus has been my healer. Just been my helper. 
This year, Jesus has been my peace. He did in my comfortable. Jesus has been my helper. This year, Jesus has been my strength. This year, Jesus has been our friend. This year, Jesus has been my good shepherd. This year, Jesus has been my peace. This year, Jesus has been my savior. This year, Jesus has been my comforter. This year, Jesus was my redemption. As of this week, Jesus has been the restoration of a marriage. This year, Jesus has been my provider. This year, Jesus has been my firefighter. Here, Jesus has been our hope. hope. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Most Christmas greenery reflects European traditions. But one colorful plant, which looks like a flaming star, the poinsettia, is native to South America. The legend of, of the poinsettia comes from Mexico. It tells of a girl named Maria and her little brother, Pablo. They were very poor, but always looked forward to the Christmas festival. Each year, a large manger scene was set up in the village church, and the days before Christmas were filled with parades and parties. The two children loved Christmas, but were always saddened because they had no money to buy presents. They especially wished they could give something to the church for the baby Jesus, but they had nothing. One Christmas Eve, Maria and Pablo set out for the church to attend the service. On their way, they picked some weeds growing along the roadside and decided to take them as their gift uh, to the baby Jesus in the manger scene. Of course, other children teased them for when they arrived with their gift but they said nothing, for they knew that they had given what they could. Maria and Pablo began placing the green plants around the manger, and miraculously, the green top leaves turned into bright red petals. And soon, the manger was surrounded by beautiful star-like flowers, and so we see them today. 
The people of Mexico and Central America call the brilliant tropical plant the flower of the holy night. The poinsettia is a many-pointed star that has become a symbol of the star of Bethlehem. As we set out the poinsettias, be reminded that what matters is that you give the best of what you have for Jesus, no matter how much or how little that is. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. One of the most heartwarming expressions of Christmas is the Nativity. The Nativity speaks of the mystery of God's wisdom, why God chose to send His Son into our world as a baby of humble birth, born in common surroundings we do not know. What we do know is that God reached out to all people, including the poor and wealthy, the simple and the wise, the powerless and the powerful. All who found him knelt in humility before him. Knowing God is possible because he came to us at our level. Whenever we see a nativity, we find ourselves with Mary and Joseph, with the shepherds and the wise men bowing before the manger, overwhelmed by God's expression of love in coming to us. St. Francis of Assisi is often credited with the first manger scene about 800 years ago. For a people who could not read, it was an effective visual aid in telling the story of the birth of Jesus. We have such a scene here, Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. As we take in the scene, we reminded God is humble himself became flesh and dwelt among his creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The lighting of the candles has been a part of religious worship for centuries. The Hebrews burned candles for eight days as part of their feasts of light. Light has been used by many religious groups to symbolize truth, while the darkness of night has been the universal symbol for evil. Since Jesus was called the light of the world in the New Testament, the lighting of the candles has become an important part of our Christian worship. As we light these candles today, we symbolize that the light of the world brings joy and hope. He is Emmanuel, God with us, whose transforming power heals the world of sin, evil, war and strife, stress and turmoil, suffering and despair. Jesus embodies hope and help for those held captive by oppression. His ministry guides us to personal peace and joy through the illumination of his message, the love of God. The Gospel of John speaks of Christ as the true light coming into the world. 
In commemoration of that coming, many church traditions light candles for the four weeks leading to Christmas and reflect on the coming of Christ. It is significant that the church has always used the language, the coming of Christ, because it speaks to a deep truth. Christ is coming. Christ is always coming, always entering a troubled world, a wounded heart. As we prepare for the coming of Jesus, the light of the world, we light the Christmas tree. During the season of Advent, whenever you see a lighted Christmas tree, let it call to mind the one who brings light to our darkness, healing to our brokenness, and peace to all who receive him. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For Christians, this passage from Isaiah reflects the sufferings of Jesus on the cross and God's transformation of that event into the promise of life. In ancient times, holly and ivy were considered signs of Christ's passion. Their prickly leaves suggested the crown of thorns, the red berries, the blood of the Savior, and the bitter bark, the drink offered to Jesus on the cross. As we pass out the communion elements, reflect on the way Jesus lived his life, giving it for us. Please keep the elements, and Phil will lead us in communion together. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but uh, remembering is maybe one of the most powerful things you can do. Think of what it would be like if you could not remember much. Uh, special occasions, uh, defining moments in your life, um, the birth of your children, uh, the day you fell in love, um, the moment you graduated after all that hard work. Think of the power of remembering. It really is one of the greatest gifts to mankind. Jesus must have understood this when he gathered his disciples together and he ate a meal with them and he said to them, he said, as often as you do this, he said, I want you to remember. And I don't think he was just saying, remember me. I think he was saying, remember us. Remember the reason that we gather together like this. So I have a challenge for you as we take communion today. And it's during these next 30 days, we're exactly a month away from Christmas. It'll be here before you know it. And as you move toward um, the 25th, I wanna encourage you to remember what this whole thing is about. That's what this service is really designed to do. So when 
you're moving toward Christmas in the next 30 days and you see a Christmas tree, whether it be at your home or out at Walmart or on TV or wherever, I want you to remember that it represents the steadfast, unchanging faithfulness of God. When you drive down those streets and you see all those Christmas lights, like if you take your kids and your family or you go over to Disney and you see this spectacular display, instead of just thinking, oh, that's so beautiful, think the light of the world came to this earth and pierced the darkness of sin and death and injustice of hatred and racism and bigotry. The light of the world is here. When you see a poinsettia wherever it's at, instead of thinking, oh, it's a red plant. (laughs) Think about two children who brought their very best at Christmas, who gave whatever they could give, but they gave their best. And they did it from a heart that said, I'm not going to hold anything back. What will you give this Christmas? Will you remember that? When you see a manger scene and you see magi and you see shepherds gathered around this penniless, poor family, will you bow your knee? Will you bow your heart? Will you bow your life? Will you remember that he came in humility? to be a servant. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to remember the real reason for this season. And we may get a lot of things wrong. We may spend too much. We may eat too much. You know, we may be too busy, but we're not going to get this wrong. We're going to get the reason that we're celebrating this right this year. The first reason is because he said, this is my body and it'll be broken for you. And it'll bring life and healing and hope to the world. Take the bread and eat. Then he held the cup for the remission of sin, for the forgiveness of all mankind. So this is what this represents. New life, second chances, restoration, redemption. He said, take the cup and drink. And now, Jesus, we march toward Christmas with joy in our hearts, peace in our soul. And we remember in our mind that this Christmas can be a little different than the ones before it. Because everywhere we go and everything we see and everything we experience, Jesus, I pray it will remind us of what this is really all about, what the Advent season is all about. Christ is coming into this world, even still today, to heal and restore and bring hope. Maybe this could be the greatest Christmas we've had in a long time, not because of us, but because of you. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.